Hey, I'm Grant with Grant's Game Rex. Happy to be here on Rado's channel. These are my top five games of February. I do this every month here on the channel and it's a lot of fun and I appreciate you checking them out. Every month I play somewhere between 20 and 25 games and then pick the top five of those. February, I played 21 new games and these are my top five. So, you know, you should feel pretty good about yourself, games. These are the top quarter. You know, you really made it. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. There are a lot of party games out there that think they're funny, but they're not actually that funny in practice. I can honestly say, what on earth are you talking about? Legitimately had me laughing out loud. The concept of the game is nothing crazy original. You are aliens having to explain human concepts to human beings. And so there'll be things that come up like beauty pageants or hot dog eating competitions, and you have to try to explain those. But the trick is you have to try to explain them using a card that has random letters on it, and you can only use the first, you can only use words that begin with these letters in order. So it just, it makes for some really funny explanations. When I first heard about this game, I thought it was gonna be impossible. That sounds really hard if you are not the most creative person in the world. But I played this game in mixed company and everybody was able to do it. Yeah, there might've been like a round where you're like, I got nothing good for this, but it was a lot easier to do in practice than I, than I thought it was going to be. So here's an example. We have the card Wet Willies, and I have to try to explain Wet Willies using words that begin with these letters. So Wet Willies, um, finger mouth lick, not again, insert the sopping appendage, where here. We're here, we're here. So, you know, and then everybody has to try to guess wet willies. So it's it's very silly and fun. Uh, it, there are adult cards in here, but there's a lot of non-adult cards too, so you can, you can make it appropriate for your age group and that sort of thing. Uh, this ju did just finish its Kickstarter campaign, but the late uh, pledge manager is open and stuff, so they, they think it'll be coming out in the fall. But I had a really great time with what on earth are you talking about? Well, the obvious choice is to hear from an actual alien about this game. Well, I come from an alien race that has baby legs and arms for a head. <laughs> you try explaining that to human beings. You can't do it using words that begin with any letter in the English language, let alone particular letters. Harumph. My number four game of February was Gartenbau. And this is just a chill, relaxing game. If you know people that are like, I don't want meanness in my games, I don't want conflict, then Gartenbau is a really good game for that. It's a tile laying game, but there's not a ton of player interaction. You're going around a rondelle and getting resources 
or getting seedling tiles and then upgrading those using those resources to get plants and then and then using those plants to get flowers and so there's a, a stacking element to the tile laying in this game you know uh, plants have to go on top of seedlings and flowers have to go on top of plants so that feels interesting enough right there and there's a you know a little bit of player action in the rondelle because i can't go to the same spot someone else has gone to but really it's just a chill relaxing game it's full of beautiful artwork this is all victorian era artwork of flowers uh so this is a game that like if you were trying to get your significant in other into games this is a game that I would recommend because, you know, it's not mean at all. It's pretty to look at. It, it's uh, it's fun to play. There's some interesting strategy to it, but it's also not that hard. You know, it's pretty easy to explain to anyone. And so at the end of it, you just feel kind of good. You know, it it's one where I'm, I'm not really aware of the points you're scoring. I'm just trying to maximize my own points. So even at the end of the game, if I lose, I'm not like, oh, dang it. I'm just like, oh, okay, well, you did it better than I did, I guess. But we had a nice time together just, you know, sipping our tea and looking at some flowers. That's the type of game Garden Bow is. You just want to sip some tea and look at flowers. You know, you could even smell them, too, if you want. Look, look, I'm not here to tell you to smell or not smell flowers. You could make, what you, make your own decisions with your olfactory senses. You know who I want to hear from right now? I want to hear from a gardener because this is about building your flower garden. As you can tell, I'm a great gardener with a lot of thriving plants. Garden Bow really does get at the core of the gardening experience. Growing something from a seedling to a plant to a flower is obviously very satisfying. There's nothing like looking at fresh flowers. In number three is My Lil Everdale, and I'm just really happy this game exists because regular Everdale is probably a top 20 game of all time to me, but there's a decent amount going on, on in that game. I play a lot of games with new gamers, casual gamers, family members, things like that, and Everdale has just never been a game that I've been comfortable introducing to like my mom or somebody like that it, it would just be too much for her and my little everdale is perfect for that type of person i honestly think they're doing themselves a little bit of a disservice by calling the game My Lil Everdell because it feels like a game for babies. You know, when you hear My Lil, you're like, oh, we can play this with five-year-olds or something like that. You can't play this with five-year-olds. It's too complex for that. It's not a complex game. It's just not a game for babies. This is a game that I have only played with adults so far. I have played with adults who are newer to board games and they all loved it. And nobody felt like this was a game that was too easy or too simple or anything like that. It's just a game that maintains the core concepts of Everdell, but offers you less choices and less complexity. You know, instead of having 12 different places to place your workers, you've got like six different places to place your workers, you know? So it's really cutting the options down. The, com the complexity of the cards are, are a little bit less here. And so it feels like, you know, you still have the, the worker placement. You still have the fun resources. I still want to eat the berries in this game. I'm always disappointed that I can't put the berries 
in my mouth with regular Everdell and now with this version. It also maintains all the amazing artwork, you know, the adorable critters and all that stuff. You'll, you'll find all of those still in this game. And so it's just a version of Everdell that plays in 30 or 40 minutes and makes it easy to play with kids or with newer adults or that sort of stuff. I guess we probably should hear from an actual kid what they thought about this game. I mostly spend my time playing baseball, but when I'm not playing baseball, I love board games. My little Everdell is great. And how old are you? I'm 10 going on 39. Did you find the game too hard for you or anything? Nothing's too tough for me. I took down Jimmy Colanti's gang. Wow, what was the gang doing? Stealing all of the Twinkies. We need our sweet treats. My number two game of February was Terracotta Army from Board and Dice. And I'm honestly surprised that I like this game as much as I do, but I really like it. And the reason I'm surprised is that I typically enjoy games that move quickly. And they don't have to be a short game. I'm happy to play a game for two and a half hours, but I still want turns to move quickly. And Terracotta Army does definitely not move quickly. There is a lot of thinkiness and a lot of study on your turn. You know, you are thinking a bunch about how to maximize what you need. And so it definitely doesn't play fast. But the stuff that you're thinking about is so interesting, I didn't mind in this game. And I didn't mind when someone else took a while on their turn because it gave me more time to think before my turn. And so there is definitely a lot of thinkiness in the game, for sure. This is a puzzly game if I've ever played one. The, the worker placement aspect of it, there's sort of two aspects to the game. There's a worker placement aspect and there's a wheel that spins. And so you get the actions on the inner ring, the middle ring, and the outer ring. So you're trying to figure out how to, you know, combo stuff together with your worker placement. But that also is one of the reasons it's slightly slower because if someone spins turns the ring right before you, you were like, no, I had it all worked out and now I got to figure out another plan. And then after you do the worker placement aspect, there's sort of an area majority aspect of the game where you are placing out these miniatures into a temple area and their different miniatures are going to score you points in different ways and stuff like that. And so it's just... There's a lot to think about, but again, it's really, really interesting, and it does stuff in a way, like that worker placement aspect with the rings, that turn is just different than most other games I've played. The area control aspect, the way you place different meeples, different uh, miniatures down in the temple area is really interesting. That's I've said the word interesting a lot because that's apparently what I think about this game. It is interesting. If you want an interesting game, you should check out Terracotta Army. It's one I, I really, really like, and it's one I want to keep coming back to because I want to figure out the puzzle more and more each time I play. Let's throw it over to Carl's Corner and get his thoughts. I love the game because it's all about clay. Oh, are you, are you a big fan of clay? Time goes by so slowly. 
Have you ever taken a pottery class? Yes, I'm in a class right now, and I have made you a gift. Oh, thank you. It's a... It's a leaf. That's very nice of you. It's a... What do you... What do you use this for? I use it as a place to rest my knives. And my number one game of the month was Astra from Mind Clash Games. I play a lot of games, and so I am impressed when a game can do something original, when it can find a way to be unique. And Astra feels very unique, both in the sort of flip-and-write genre and in the area-majority, area-control genre, because it's kind of a mix of both of those. You are flipping over constellation cards and placing them out, and then using stardust basically like little tokens little uh gems to then mark off stars on constellation cards so that's where it's a little different with the the flipping right because you know we're flipping and we're not writing anything on our own boards or anything our own sheets we are writing stuff in shared constellation cards and all we're doing with writing is just marking off a star but where the game gets really unique is the area control aspect of it because whoever marks the last star on a constellation card gets that constellation card and now gets an ongoing special ability throughout the rest of the game but if you do not mark the last card of the constellation card if you don't mark the last star on the constellation card but you've marked some stars on it you get a one-time boon and it can be argued that the one-time boons are even better than the special abilities that you get. Or maybe they're more important for you at that moment in the game. And so there is an active choice to lose out on cards in this game. And I don't see that very often. Because most of the time in games, we're trying to get as much stuff as we can. But this in this game, you might mark everything and intentionally leave the last star blank to entice someone else to finish it so that you can get a one-time boon that will help you get cards that you want more or different cards that work better for you. And it's just a really interesting dynamic where, and also the other aspect of that is that you could mark only a single star on a constellation, even if it's not the last star, then you still get a boon. The boons are given out in sort of descending majority order. So, you know, and, and a lot of them are pretty good. So if I only have one star on, on marked off in my color on that constellation, this person had the majority, this person won the card, I still get my second pick of boons, and I'm pretty happy with my second pick. And I just, I think that dynamic in the game is really interesting and unique about trying to time when you win cards or when you have presence on cards or when you want to entice other people to finish cards, that sort of stuff. It's just a really unique game in that area majority. And it doesn't feel mean. You know, a lot of the area control area majority games are like about screwing over other people. And this doesn't feel like that because we're all getting something. When a card is finished, we all get something out of it. So high five team, but also I want to beat you because we're not a team. You know, what I want to do right now to end this video is I want to kick it to a very important 
PSA. Astronomy is not the same thing as astrology. Whereas astronomy is the study of the stars and the cosmos, astrology is not real. It is not a real thing. And sure, it's harmless if every once in a while you read a horoscope or if you read a passage and you're like, ha ha ha, that kind of nailed me. But it's much more of a problem when you go on dates with people and you go, oh, you're a Leo? Well, then we shouldn't date anymore because I'm a Virgo and Leos and Virgos are a terrible match. What? You're going to make your life choices off of something you can read in a tearaway calendar? No thank you. Thanks so much for checking out this video, everybody. That was my top five games of February. I hope you were excited about some of these games as well. I hope you get a chance to play them. Or maybe you have entirely other things you're loving these days. I would love to hear about what I should be playing. Leave that in the comments, you know? Um, you, Rado makes a lot of great videos. I'm sure you already know that because you are here on his channel. But check out more of Rado's videos. And also come over to my channel and subscribe and check out the stuff I'm doing on there. Uh, thanks so much, everybody. I'm Grant with Grant's Game Rex.